Welcome into the Touchdown City Show, and this is Chill Sun with Avon Coburn. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio with the GOAT, Mr. Avon Coburn. Avon, it's good to have you back, my man. And this week, the running backs, which is what we focus on on this segment, had a great week. I know playing against a team like Towson, um, maybe guys aren't even as motivated to play against guys like that, but it was great to see these guys come out and and do their thing. And I think they were really motivated because they've got some competition within that room for absolutely, carries. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, it was great to watch those guys go out and, and play the game that they, they love to play. And they played it hard um, because, again, like you said, there is internal competition within that running back room that is going to, you know, dictate playing time. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see the the shakeup. I keep saying it, and, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but in my mind – uh, we we got to see if this guy can handle the load, um, being the guy. I mean, it's easy to come off the bench, uh, but can you can you consistently do it week in and week out? Is there an art to a one-two punch with running backs? Yeah, I mean, so, so the art is you you got to have respect for the other guy, and I mean, I'm not not just you know stage talk or or media talk. You truly genuinely got to have a respect for the guy because if you don't have a respect. For the guy that's in front of you, um, or or the guy that's behind you, uh, there's going to be animosity in the room, and when there's animosity, then there's going to be situations that, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, come up where coaches, the coach is going to have to make a decision on you know how to proceed. I and I, when I reference a one-two punch, I'm really kind of even going back to when you were there with you and Quincy, how that was a one-two punch. You you were. Uh, more like a shifty runner, you know, but even if you had to go between the tackles, you could, but then, then all of a sudden you come out mm -hmm. and then here comes Quincy who's, right. you know, heavier and bigger, bigger, faster and strong, you know, and probably in stronger. And you got to try to tackle this guy. And right. I see a lot of this happening now where they've got a hell of a one, two punch because Mathis is not easy to bring down. Oh, no. They're and both. then all of a sudden you got this guy who's not going to try to dodge you. He's going to run you over. Right. I mean, and so yeah, like you said, man, when, when you got a one-two punch and you you have guys that that respect each other and respect each other's talents, um, what what that's going to do? Once you have that, now it's like okay, let me compete against this guy. Now you you're not necessarily worried about who's outside of of what we're doing. You're not worried about um in, in my in my situation when I had um. You know the Miami, the the Boston colleges. I'm like, I got a Quincy Wilson guy. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm, I got to compete with him every day. And again, you can't you can't set you can't have any type of lapse in that work ethic because he's going to come in and take your job. Um, and that's to be honest with you, that's what I think is going to happen. Like this guy has been making plays after plays after plays, and the reason why I think it's going to happen is because um, CJ. Is is just he's making plays in a way that Mathis isn't, and Mathis hasn't started. There is no, there's no, uh, uh, I would say, money in the bank from the coaching staff. There is, but when it comes to playing time, I don't see that being a, a factor of saying no. We can't, we can't put him on it. We can't put him on the field first. So at this point, you think it's more about him just earning the, the trust of the coaching staff, absolutely. Because uh, I don't know, and we and we'll find out tonight in Blacksburg. But will the lights ever be too bright? You know, playing in front of fifty thousand at home, right? Um, you know, is one thing. 
Well, I mean, he went to Pitt well, and showed and out too. Pitt. And Blacksburg's he, a little different, though. Yeah, Blacksburg is a little different, man. There's a different beast out there. But this is another thing. This is just more for the resume. This is more for the trust. This is more for earning or taking, however you want. I, I call it taking because right. when you're competing, you're taking. You're really competing and taking. Right. But you're earning more carries, and I think this is just more for his resume as far as the, the carries go. Mm-hmm. Um Mathis this week, 17 carries, 104 yards. I know on the radio show we talked about – I think this week the, the numbers are going to be really skewed because obviously they didn't play a full game right. and um, it was a little different. But it was good to see Mathis and Donaldson. We had two guys with 100 yards. It's been a few years, and I'd have to check the notes uh, to see when the last time West Virginia had two running backs go for 100. I think it was last year when uh, Letty and um... – Letty and Mathis, I think we played. It might have been Kansas. We played. We played Kansas last year. Um, they both had. Um, they both had a hundred. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's he. He 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 played well, man. He played well. He blocked well. Again, man, he. It's not that he's indecisive. I think he's pressing because of the the guy behind him. And when you have a guy that can't play his game because the guy behind him is putting pressure on him, he doesn't deserve that spot. Um, it, because he's not he's not playing a game that he knows how to play, you know, stretch and cut, put your foot in the ground, break a tackle. I mean, he was breaking a lot of tackles, which I thought was was great to see him get back into what he was doing before. Um, so so watching him play, he's pressing still. In my opinion, he's he's thinking about what's coming next as opposed to going out there and playing his game. I don't know if the coaches have given him the confidence to say, "Hey, you're not you're you're, you're our guy." You're our guy. Don't worry about it. I don't think that's happening because he's pressing. Um, when I played, the coach said, hey, you're my guy. And with that confidence saying that, you know, I'm the guy, I'm not worried about I'm worried. I mean, obviously, I'm going to go play hard, but I'm not worried about what's, you know, what's behind me as opposed to, you know, knowing if I perform the way I need to perform, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I can see where knowing that you're the man and, and if you don't have a good series or two, because there's a lot of things that lead to that. You don't come off after the second series where you still haven't. You only got four yards and start right. and start looking over your shoulder because you know you're going back out. Right, and it's just a matter of time. With him, I don't think they have that. I don't think that's there because, in my opinion, he's he's like, okay, am I going back in? Like with me, it was like, I'm tired. I'm coming out. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm coming out. But then I'd be like, AQ, hey, take this series. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you know my coach gave me the leeway to say, hey, when you need a rest. You know, let Q get in there. And I'm like, I was telling the coach, like, coach, we need to let Q play more because I'm getting banged up. Like, we got to, you know, he's like, do you feel comfortable with him? I'm like, yeah, like, he, he's the guy that I know that's going to do what he's supposed to do, be where he's supposed to be and take care of, you know, our quarterback. So, I don't think that's there. I don't think they have – I don't think he has the same, um, you know, backing from the coaches that, that, you know, I had or any other back, you know, even Letty had. Yeah, I think that there's – you know, there's that trust factor, and once they get it, right. um, you're going to probably see a lot more equal carry games. Um, or he might just straight up start. We shall see. Yeah, we shall because, see. Because, I mean, obviously the performance, uh, he's performed well for three games. And I know a lot of people want to just straight up say, well, why isn't he starting? And we're telling you why he's not starting. Because right. right. he's got a – He's a baby. Yeah. You know he's, I mean? You're talking – this is the fourth game of his college career. Playing running back at that. Like, you know, not just – Playing, playing in college, playing. He was a tight end 
wide receiver um, prior to coming to WVU. And now this is his fourth game ever playing running back. So there's a trust factor. I think he's built up that trust um, going into, you know, the Mathis, the grade that I gave Mathis was, you know, he, he's got it. I think all of the backs got an A except um, – uh, uh, was Johnson? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I didn't think I, I wouldn't. Gra- I wouldn't give him an A because of you know his his blocking ability. Like you can't cut in the interior of the line. I mean, he he ran hard. That's the one thing I do like about. He's decisive. He knows his role. He's gonna go hit the hole. Um, but he, you know, he, he's a big guy too. And and I don't know. To me, that's a little soft. Where where a guy is gonna you know you got to hit him in the mouth and let them know. That, when I played, I hate when I say that, but when but, I was a boy, when I was when I was in the league, when I played, I wanted to set the tone with whoever that linebacker was and let him know, like, hey, this is going to be a long game, and I don't think, yeah, and I say the smaller guys because Donaldson is, you know, he's a beast, but these guys are still, you know, four inches taller than me. I don't think they're setting a tone, and I think that's what's missing. They don't have a dog in that. I mean, let me let me rephrase that. I think CJ is the dog in the room. I don't think Mathis is the dog. Like when you got the dog, the dog is gonna. That was that. I think that's what separated me from everybody else in the room. I wasn't the biggest. I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the fastest. But I was a dog. Like I'm going to hit you in the mouth right now. Like I'm going. I'm gonna set the tone to let you know there's if there's two dogs in the room, I am the alpha. And and I think CJ is is becoming that alpha male in that room. That's the second time in probably five days I've heard someone talk about the dogs on the team, the dogs in the room. I had a good conversation the other night with our mutual friend and uh, WVU all-time legend, Grant Wiley. We talked on the phone for two hours the other night, and that was one of the things he talked about because we were referencing Virginia Tech and going into Blacksburg, and we were referencing how there wasn't a whole bunch of guys with the big stars beside their names, but they were dogs. And he talked about Kevin Freeman and Kenny Sandor and guys that never were even going to be considered at the next level, but they just had that extra thing that they would punch you in the mouth. And that came from coach Rodriguez's teaching technique and just was the part of the culture that at West Virginia. That's exactly. It was the culture, man. Like we, when we would, I mean, and again, I love and rest in peace to 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 the man that transformed my 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 game, um, Coach McGee. He would not tolerate anybody being soft. And and again, me being an alpha on that team, I'm not having it. And then I got Angel Estrada, who's a dog. I got G Wizzle, who's a dog. And then we get this little young young Thundercat Pac Man that's going. He's challenging me every day to be to be the dog on the team. And I'm like, nah, bro, like. Regardless of regardless of what it is, I'm still the man here. And he every day, like we wrestle. And again, you gotta you gotta with that whole mentality of being the alpha, the dog, you gotta go try to take that dog. And we had guys that was consistently going to push the push the needle. Like, hey, no, I'm the man. Like, no, bro, oh, I'm gonna show you I'm the man. And and that's that and 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 we we talk about them having competition. I just don't think, you know, he Mathis is 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 a dog. I I just don't think he has that dog in him to be like, no, coach. Like every day I show and I prove that I was a dog. Like I'm going who uh, who's on defense tougher today? Oh, Grant. Okay, come on, Grant. I mean, even though Grant, you know, he's two forty, I'm one <laughs> one eighty five, one ninety. I'm I'm going to hit you in the mouth, G. 
And and Grant the same way. He's like, oh, you little. I'm like, all right, well, come on. Like, yeah. it, it, and and I don't I don't think we had that, but I do think um, CJ is. I mean, he he's from Miami, and there aren't too many soft dudes coming out of Miami. True, and you know, and even back to that culture and that team. Um, you know, almost the genetic makeup of some of those West Virginia teams. Um, you know, this is the 20th anniversary tonight. Well, it's not the exact date, but West Virginia goes back to Blacksburg tonight. It's the 20th anniversary of mm-hmm. going down there and stealing that win in Blacksburg. Um, you know, CJ was not CJ Randall. What was his name? Randall. Randall. I don't know his name. Yeah, I Randall. I'm Randall quarterback, and he was from Institute. Um, obviously, the Vic era was over. But they were still ranked, and they yeah. were good, and they had one of the greatest running backs in college football history in Lee Suggs um, there. But you guys went down there and and upset them and with a, with a bunch of guys that just had that mentality, like, no, we're winning tonight. Right. And, I mean, we – there was no doubt. Like, we – I don't know if I don't know if teams go down there and think that way, but there was no doubt that we wasn't going to win this game. And and it you know the game always comes with a little bit of controversy. And I mean if we we got to bring my boy Ham Ham uh, Abraham Jones on on our uh, podcast and have him tell the story. But I missed the bus and and uh, it was just such a great uh, it was just a great uh, uh, you know way we went out there and won. And um, I hope hopefully hopefully they do the same thing that you know just. I don't know if a lot of people know, but that game um, was the first time that our our team played. Um, What's his name? Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm like, what is this noise? And it was just came in and that that you know that calm before the storm. And that's what that's how that beat comes in the calm before the storm. And they played that song before we played that game, and. There was no doubt that we was going to win that game. We left that. I mean, I know they had the Sandman and they was doing their thing, but we had Phil Collins. You know what <laughs> I mean? We had Phil Collins. Phil Collins set the tone. It was just a calm, and then that do 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 do. And that right there, everybody was like, we looked. I mean, when you look at people's eyes and you knew, like, we gonna win this game regardless. You know what I mean? And, and to me, in my mind, I don't think it was close at all. Like. I guess it was close. We barely won the game, but it just never seemed like we wasn't going to win that game. Yeah, I went back and watched it last week. You know me. I just like right. to sit and, you know, I re- try to remember things, especially as we go into games like Tech and Pitt. But um, amazingly, uh, first down, Virginia Tech gets it down to the one. They've got three cracks from the one mm-hmm. to get in. With the greatest touchdown score. With Lee Suggs. In the history of NF, I mean, of, of the College NCAA, football. yeah, and couldn't get it. Shout out to that defense. Yeah, shout out, shout out to those boys. The the unnamed unnamed defense wins championships, and and you know they they were unsung heroes, and and we all knew who they were, and we we represented them, and we made sure that they Kelvin Debose, you know, David Upchurch, Church, Jason Davis, Jason Davis, James Davis, um, Dirty. Put the lights out on that tight end. Oh, he knocked him. And, you know, he was actually trying to go catch the ball, which Dirty ain't got no hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was going to go catch the ball and smack Buddy. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. But, but yeah, going back to it, man, the culture that we had was just second to none. Like, we we had a we had a, a work ethic, hard hat mentality that we wasn't going to – we weren't going to um, – we weren't going to just give up anything. Well, West Virginia takes on Virginia Tech tonight. We appreciate you guys uh, 
taking the opportunity to download this episode of Chill Sun with Avon Coburn. So make sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Touchdown City Show. And, of course, Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. And we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Chill Sun with Avon Coburn. Chill, son.